This episode of Empowered Empire is empowered by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a simple creation tool that allows you to edit and create and make your podcast sound great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And here's the best part. All the tools you need all in one place for free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, welcome, and thanks for joining me. My name is Paul Davis Jr., and you're listening to Empowered Empire. My passion is for developing myself and others. This podcast is about growth on every level. Let's wake up that sleeping king or queen inside of you. I can't wait to rule with you. Let's get started. E2 crew, what's going on? I'm so excited today to bring you our special guest. We've got my man, Paul David Dangerfield in the house. This man is a phenomenal young man. He's helped hundreds of people get their life back on track and improve them through uh, health, fitness, mindset. I mean, this dude is a total package and the real deal. He's the founder of uh, Pursuit Fitness Academy and has some exciting things going on. And so without further ado, I want to introduce to you, not a personal trainer, but a coach, Paul Dangerfield. Glad you're here. Thank you, man, for uh, for letting me on here and also for making that distinction between a fitness coach and a personal trainer. Because to me, that is something that's very important. It's a very strong distinction and why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I started the Pursuit Fitness Academy. Excellent, excellent. Tell us a little bit about Pursuit Fitness Academy. What is that? So the Academy is all online, and that's something that trips a lot of people up in the beginning. They contact me, and they're like, hey, you know, I see you're in Kentucky. I'm in Las Vegas. Like, we can't work together. And I'm like, well, no, we can, because the Internet's amazing, and we can do whatever we need to over the Internet, and that's how I do things. Even if I'm working with somebody that's, you know, right in my hometown, I still do it online. And the reason for that is it gives me an ability to keep you accountable. No matter if we're together, we're apart. I literally know like what you're eating, what you're doing, how you're tracking on all your workouts and all your nutrition because of the use of the internet. And uh, that part is what trips people up the most. That's what (laughs) I have to explain the most. But once you get past that, it's really just a way for me to control all the big movers in your health and fitness and help you like achieve the goals that you need to. So Pursuit Fitness Academy was a brainchild of yours and it's been a brainchild for a little while now. Took a few years or? Yeah. Yeah. So 2016 was the first time I tried it. And by first time I tried it, I mean like I went on my Instagram page and put online personal trainer. (laughs) So (laughs) that's not really trying anything. That's not really giving it a good effort, but I put it on there in the hopes that somebody would read it and say like, Hey, that sounds cool. Like, can I work with you as an online personal trainer? That didn't happen. And that doesn't happen. That's not how businesses get started. But that is the first time I tried to do it, quote unquote. I got one client from a referral and that went 
horribly wrong. So it kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it died in 2016 and I didn't bring it back up. Definitely didn't have the branding that it has now. Um, so in 2016, I kind of gave up on it after that and didn't even think about it as an option until this year. And then this year I was like, you know what? I wanted to do that back then. And I know it's a viable option. I know there are other people that have done it. That's the big thing. Other people have done it. So I know I can make it happen. Uh, I knew it was a viable option and I just needed to go for it in a big way. And that's what I did. That's excellent, man. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about what you do. Um, let's talk a little bit about who you are. You said you like the distinction between a coach and a personal trainer. What makes you different? Yeah. So a personal trainer, let's say you pay 20 or 30 bucks a session. That's a typical price range for an in-person personal trainer nowadays. Um, you're going to pay that and you're going to go in, you're going to do a workout with that person, typically 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the gym, the trainer, whoever, um, you go in and literally all you get is workout. That's it. If you get a really good trainer, he's going to give you workouts to do outside of your time with him. If you get a normal trainer, run-of-the-mill trainer, they give you nothing. They give you that 30 minutes or that hour. Yeah. And the problem with that is, like, do you give a man a fish or do you teach him how to fish? You yeah. know? And so where I make that distinction in a fitness coach versus being a personal trainer is I teach you how to do it on your own. So I kind of work myself out of a job, which sounds like a terrible idea, <laughs> but people love it. Yeah. You know, it's a high value proposition thing. And it's something that much like everything I do in my life, I will not half do something. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be done big. And so in-person personal training never resonated with me. That's why I do what I do. That's excellent, man. So you have a greater connection through Pursuit Fitness Academy. And what you do is just a lot more involved than just a short stint. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's so much greater. And even though like. I've got a guy in Michigan, right? I've never met with him in person. Like we've literally never met face to face. So he's never gotten 30 minutes or an hour with me in person. Now we've FaceTimed, we've talked, we've been on the phone. I mean, he's gotten way more than a couple hours out of me, but we've never met in person. And this dude, his whole freaking life's been changed. <laughs> he started at uh, 367 when he started with me. And then after his first 12 weeks, he was down 47 pounds. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's um, those kind of results kind of speak for themselves. But that's why I do what I do. You know, I want to deliver at that high end. And the Internet's great. Like, you don't have to be together to be together. It's, it's yeah. a weird thing, but it's fucking awesome. I love it. That's awesome. So I just want to talk a little bit more about who you are, man. I, I heard that's why I do what I do. but what is your why in a nutshell? Yeah, my why. My why is to help people be the strongest version of themselves. Okay. And so that doesn't just mean like helping people in this, in this fashion, in this way. I mean, I looked at it as this is the business I can do. And the business I do should help people be the strongest version of themselves. But I do plenty of other things that do that same thing that aren't my business. Like, let's take it back really far, right? So when I graduated high school, I went on a mission trip to Northern Ireland and people say like, oh my gosh, Ireland mission trip. Like that sounds like a dream, you know, and yeah. it is kind of a dream. I'm not going to lie. It's a beautiful place. It's an awesome place to do ministry, but they have a real need over there, you know, and it's a lot like um, not to discredit the difficulties that have been here in America, but it's a lot like 
civil rights era in America over there. Wow. It's a little easier, you know, right now specifically, but like in 80s, 90s, it was really rough over there, but it was between Catholics and Protestants. So it was all people that really outwardly look the same, but they hate each other. And literally there is a wall in the city of Belfast where it's a physical wall that separates the Catholic people from the Protestant people. And to this day, it still stands. And so the ministry over there is just trying to tear down the hate that has been built up for years. And I help people over there be the strongest version of themselves because they need to learn how to love, you know, their beliefs are founded in love. So why don't they live it out? Man, that's strong. That's strong medicine. Well, excellent. I appreciate you taking a little time just to introduce yourself and really tell us who you are at your core. Uh, You know, in this Pursuit Fitness Academy and in everything you do, you help a lot of people make good decisions in their life. Uh, I know for myself personally, when I wanted to get in better shape, when I wanted to really see what I was capable of and to push the boundaries of what I thought I could do, it started with a decision. It started with me drawing a line in the sand saying, hey, I've said it before, this time's for real. I mean business. And then following that up every single day with decisions and making those right choices. How do you help people arrive at those decisions and and motivate them uh, through those times when they might be a little discouraged or tempted to make the wrong decision? So I always describe it as like we're creating a new you, right? Like if you decide that you're just going to go to the gym and work out and eat right for 12 weeks, then to get a result. Let me backtrack. If you're just going to do that to get a result, then when you get the result, you'll stop doing it. But if you do it because it's a part of who you're becoming, now we're on to something. Yeah. Now we're on to something big. And so how I help people create that discipline, which discipline's a huge thing I talk about, but how I help them create discipline is I help them understand that every day they're voting for somebody in their life. They're voting for somebody that they're going to be for their life. And that's voted on by every decision that you make. You know, either you look in the freezer and you see the ice cream and you decide that you're going to have some ice cream because you really love ice cream, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's making a decision to be the kind of person that eats ice cream late at night, you know? Or you see the ice cream in there and you say, you know what? I don't really need it. And it doesn't support the person I want to be. So you make that vote, right? You make that decision. You make that single vote to be the person that you actually want to be, not the person you've always been. Yeah. So every little decision is a little vote in favor of the new you. And if you can just keep that up over time, I mean, you're not just building discipline, but you really are building a foundation for a totally new character. That's awesome, man. That is, that's excellent. And so really you help reframe people's self-image. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that people run into is their thoughts about themselves. You know, the, one of the biggest things people tell me is I'm not the person that I want to be, or I'm not the person, like I look in the mirror and I don't see the person that I feel that I am. You know how weird that is? You know, people talk about like body dysmorphia and all kinds of other things, but like to look in the mirror and not see the individual that you envision in your mind, that's a wild thing. And so like, how did that happen? How did that like not end up as the person that you envisioned? Well, you didn't make the decisions that the person you see in your mind would make. And so wow. helping them understand like, hey, you're right about who you are. You're 100% right. 
just got to start acting like it. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's powerful stuff and it takes a long time to do. That's why 12 weeks is a minimum that I work with people. I won't do less. Mm. So. That's awesome. That's a very much more a holistic approach because you could have results. You can uh, lose a lot of weight. You can start to change your body. But if you always view yourself as a person you were, you won't see anything different when you look in the mirror. I think there's such a struggle with some of the eating disorders and things like that, just because people don't have healthy self images and they could be thin as a rail. They could be as fit as can be, but that self image is never touched and they still identify as the overweight person or the person that was made fun of, or just, they're just unhappy with who they really are. Uh, so one dynamic of it is certainly changing that self image, but do you ever have people who don't, ever visualize what they want to be just haven't even thought about it yeah oh yeah and now when you say do you have those people and i say yes what i'm saying yes to is i have those people talk to me i'm very selective about the people that i work with and so if i feel like somebody is they just want it right like they just want to look better but when you ask them like okay well what's your goal and they're like i just want to be fit (laughs) that's it doesn't work yeah. Like that just doesn't work. Like, and you say, okay, well, why do you want to be fit? Well, cause I don't want to be fat. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to get more specific. Like, why do you want to be the kind of person that is fit? Why? And if you can't answer that question, if you don't see like a person that is better than where you're currently at in the fit version of you, if you just see somebody that looks different, like it doesn't matter and it's not going to work out. Yeah. And I will literally take those people and I'll say, listen, I'm not the guy for you, but Here's, here's different methods where you can still find the results you want, you know, if you follow them. That's excellent. Being selective is definitely a huge trait in life just for success. Selective in your circle of friends, selective in who you work with. And it speaks a lot to you that you're not just after the money, but you want to be a true benefit and a true help to somebody's life. And I guess that also fits into the difference between a personal trainer and a coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Because when you're a personal trainer and I've done that. Okay. And let me just like throw this out here. Please. If you're a personal trainer and you're listening to this, like you're not a bad person. Thank you. I don't look down on you at all. I hope you like listened all the way into this just so that you know, um, it just wasn't my thing. You can be a personal trainer and be a killer personal trainer. You can literally change lives and be a personal trainer. It wasn't my route. It yeah. wasn't my way to do it. Um, but if you're talking about just the money, right, let's talk about the trainers that do want just the money, okay? They're not going to get it, one, because of time, okay? Now we're talking like business stuff. You can't leverage that time enough. You just can't. You'll run yourself into the ground. I was uh, reading about this guy who was doing in-person personal training. He was charging $500 an hour and killing himself. I mean, he worked nonstop for $500 an hour, and he's still just like like he couldn't have enough time for his life and for his work. And so you can't make that money just being an in-person personal trainer. The, the time's just not there to scale. But outside of that, yeah, you can get paid for almost nothing as a personal trainer. I mean, really. Like mm-hmm. you charge somebody, let's talk a more reasonable price point, $30 <laughs> an hour, right? Yeah. $30 an hour, you charge them that. It's a pretty good little chunk of change, especially for somebody. A lot of high schoolers come out doing personal training. 
30 bucks an hour. You get paid for that. You don't actually have to create results to get paid that $30. You don't. I mean, wow. yeah, you can just sit there. And most people that work with a personal trainer, the value is more in the mental side, not the physical. They want a buddy there to motivate them. They want like, hey, you can get another rep, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. So let me ask you this. You say a buddy there to motivate them. Yeah. Okay. I had a friend reach out to me just the other night and he said, how was your workout? And number one, he knew I was working out and he goes, how was your workout? I said, it was great, man. I said, I'm pushing myself to new levels and here's why it was great. I'm realizing I'm stronger than I ever thought I was mentally, you know, not just physically, mentally. Um, I ran into an issue with myself where, you know, I was doing exercise in the first rep. I knew that I mailed it in. I was tired. I was beat. Sweat was pouring off my face. I knew that I mailed it in. And when I got to the end of my set, something in the back of my head said, it'll be okay. Nobody will ever know that you didn't do that rep. It's funny how the conversation changes in my head. I literally said, but you'll know. And so I made myself do a couple extra reps with the right form to make up for that. And so I let this person know. I said, I said, Hey, listen, it's, I'm just learning more about myself, the conversations with myself, and I'm learning what I'm capable of. Well, his response to me was, Hey, when I get back healthy and when I get to a point where I'm injury free, do you want a buddy? You know, would you like somebody to work out with? And so I got some elaboration on that. I asked him today, I said, well, sure. You know, I, I always, it's always more fun to work out with somebody. I'll do it by myself, but it's always more fun. And uh, I said, but what made you ask that? And his explanation was, Hey, I just know I won't do it on my own. Okay. Had him say that to me. I had another guy today say to me, Hey, if you take me with you, I'll go. But I know me, I'm not motivated in myself. I won't do it on my own. What creates that? What, what's the difference there? What's the mentality? What do you think? Discipline, not motivation. And it's not like anybody that is ultra successful. And I don't care what avenue of life you want to define success with. They are disciplined. They're not motivated always. Because motivation's fleeting, right? Like it goes in and out and up and down. In fact, you being there with your friend is not motivation. It's, uh, gosh, the word escapes me. Accountability? But not even accountability. I'm, they're going to feel guilt if they don't do the workout, but they're standing there next to you. Ah, so it's, it's like guilt. shame. Yeah, it's like shame. You know, you're kind of almost shaming each other into just doing something. It's a funny dynamic wow. that people don't think about it that way. It's not always motivation when somebody's there with you. It's like, oh my gosh, if I go in and like, say I am the personal trainer, right? Yeah. You walk in for an hour long session with me and you just look at the bar for an hour. That's a shameful experience. That's a stupid, or if you like do half reps, like that feels dumb and you don't want to feel dumb. No, Most people are going to run from pain faster than they're going to run to pleasure. It's just how it is. Yeah. We're just, we're wired that way to run away from pain. And if you can create pain by having a buddy there with you to make sure you actually lift the bar, you can get it done. Never thought about it that way. I mean, that's, that's a very interesting dynamic and you're right. Uh, a previous podcast we talked about getting an accountability partner to help you kind of follow through but i also made the comment that the best accountability partner you'll ever have is yourself you got to be accountable to you and until you develop that mindset which i think is a winning mindset which very much goes in hand with and is discipline then you're going to find yourself falling short a whole lot of times 
motivation is temporary. You're hundred percent right. I told my wife a few weeks ago, I said, uh, when I started this new program, motivation, it, it left a long time ago, but now it's discipline. And when you get yourself into the routine, I know when I get up in the morning, I know I'm going to go and drink my water. I know I'm going to do my little pregame routine and I know I am hitting that workout. That's just part of my morning. That's just like taking my shower. I wouldn't leave the house without taking a shower. Okay. I'm doing that workout. So, yeah, that's awesome stuff. I mean, really it's when you create that discipline, it's all just easy. Like you just wake up and you do it because it's a part of you. It's not a thing you do. It's a part of you. And that's something where, I can say as much as you want me to say about that and nobody's going to get it until they do it. Like until you get out there and you do it. I'm also an archer, right? Like I, I bow hunt. It's a thing I do. Cool. Partially. I do it for like another avenue of discipline, right? Yeah. Once you get like a little taste of what discipline does, you crave more, you want yeah. more. And so anytime somebody says, Hey, I do this as a discipline. I'm like, maybe I should look into that. And, uh, I heard of this guy and, um, he's from Utah. And he is a bow hunter that bow hunts specifically for elk. That's his main thing. You can hunt elk in Kentucky, by the way. It's a small amount of people that get to. It's a lottery. You got to put in for it. It's a whole deal. But archery hunting is still a big deal. Deer specifically, whitetail. I shoot a bow and I bow hunt because it's harder than using a gun. <laughs> Seriously. Like that's like just, that. that's just the reality of it. I do it and shooting a bow in general, even if you're just shooting at paper, you go out and shoot a bow and you're going to find out exactly how hard it is to put an arrow in the spot you want. I love that. Yeah. I so that. I do that for that reason. And I love it. I just love every little bit of discipline and you get addicted to it. The more you do it, the more you will want to do it. I promise. Yeah. I love it, man. So are you like the green arrow or are you just like a... I ain't that good. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's get that straight. I ain't that good. So I think I, you need to teach me how to shoot a bow because I, I love the green arrow. So hey, you can do it in a heartbeat. I got a bow in the, I got a bow in the car. Seriously. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe we get done here. That's what we'll do. That's excellent. Man. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. So, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, who you are and we talked a little bit about what you do and I love our conversation so far on discipline and the different facets of that. If there was one takeaway today, if you could say something to the people who are listening to take into the whole rest of the day, the whole rest of the week, the whole rest of their lives, if, if they were never going to hear you again, okay, what piece of advice would you give them as a coach to help them in life? Okay, so I'm going to take it back to the very beginning of this whole podcast, which you said the topic was, let's talk about decisions, right? Yeah. So the word decide, a lot of people don't even know what it means. They don't know where it comes from. They say, well, you were talking about church. I have decided to follow Jesus. Right? That's right. Okay. The word decide, if you actually make a real decision, that's what it means. The root word, cis, and its variants, sid and side come from a Latin root, which means cut or kill. A decision, for instance, is a cutting off of all possibilities except for one. If you are decisive, you have killed all other options. What I would share with people is that if you are trying to make some decision, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're talking fitness, financial, personal life, personal development. If you're saying, I'm going to decide to be better in any capacity, Understand that when you say that, if you are deciding, 
you are killing the possibility to do anything but that. That's what I'd leave them with. That's money. I think right there, if you wanted to, you could drop the mic. Please don't do it. It'll probably be loud here recorded. I ain't doing it. That's excellent (laughs) stuff. And as you're speaking, I get chills. I want to leave it right there. I appreciate you uh, being here with us today. Listen, E2 crew, I know you got some value out of this. Stay tuned. This will not be the only time that this guy will be sharing. I've enjoyed the energy. I've enjoyed the inspiration. And I just look forward to having many more conversations with this individual. Paul Dangerfield, you are the man. I appreciate what you are doing. And ET crew, I appreciate you guys being here with us. So until next time, this is Paul Davis Jr. and Paul Dangerfield. Paul and Paul, you got it right. Signing out. Talk to you soon.